Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm Micah Frankel. And today joining us is Josh Streaker, going to be talking about LFA 123. First off, sir, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Micah. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate your time. Man, I appreciate you and your time. How's camping going? How's everything? Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, uh, first part of camp is just getting that timing back down. And then the second part of camp is all about your weight. So I'm in a good place right now, uh, sitting about 170 pounds. We got 15 to lose and should come off pretty easy. So I'm excited. Fought as a welterweight, fought as a lightweight. How much difference does the body feel between the two divisions? So welterweight, I feel like my gas tank goes on forever. You know, like I feel like I can... I have enough power. Uh, I have enough, I have more speed than most welterweights, I think. Um, but the difference was the, the, I can knock people out, but if they get their hands on me, man, it's a tough animal. So moving down to 155, I feel like is the right move. It's way better for me to be the dominant uh, person in the cage, especially if I want to use my wrestling skills or use my jujitsu skills or stop them from taking me down. So 155 is the division I think I will rule for a while. Um, and the cool thing is that I feel so comfortable at 172. Uh, when the record doesn't matter as much, I want to fight both ways. I want to just go, 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 go. So I'm excited, man. My career is is basically got a second leg right now, and uh, 155 is where it's at. What has the process been like of that 15 pounds of getting ready for the cut? Yeah, so actually uh, March 2021, I did a test weight cut, made it down all the way to 156, felt fantastic. Uh, did a fight simulation with Brandon Sixcar and Gibson uh, and five five-minute rounds, you know, more than I would do until I get a title opportunity. Um, and I did all five five-minute rounds. And arguably when you do stuff like that with your coach or, or, and you say, hey, dude, I want to do a fight simulation, arguably that's tougher than a fight sometimes. You know, fights can end in 10 seconds, one minute, three minutes. They can go all three rounds and you just stare at each other the whole time, you know? But this five-minute simulation was go, 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 go. So I felt like my gas tank was good at the test weight cut. Then I uh, had a cancellation in July, had a cancellation in August, um, and then finally had the opportunity to cut back down to 158 is what I got down to for that fight. Still sweating, still feeling good about myself. Uh, and... I got a last minute, 24 hour opponent, uh, cutting weight in the sauna with him. So <laughs> worst case scenario, you could say still made 158. He made like 162. I didn't care. I need to fight. I want to fight. This is what I've been training for, for two and a half years. So we made it work. I made him tap in the like two minutes into the round. And so I consider that a 155 pound fight. Uh, I consider that a knockout win. Uh, and that's what I plan to do. I'm familiar with 155 now, haven't been there twice, and I do a lot of damage when I get in there. It's going to be fun. Okay, you totally took me off to, off the train of thought now. What conversation happens? Well, two of you that are about to have to compete are, are in there cutting weight together. Is there any conversation even? Dude, it's so awkward because you both know each other, you know? Yeah, I know you're the one I'm fighting. You know I'm the one that's fighting. So you got to break the tension right away. So I was just like, hey, bro, like, we're fighting tomorrow, man. I'm your opponent. He goes, oh, really? Like, okay, you didn't know that I was your opponent. Of course you knew. 
uh, we shake hands. You're like, good luck tomorrow. And then we get through this like thing where he's 24 hours notice. Right. So he goes and looks at me. He's like, man, bro, I've been here for like four hours, whether or not that's true or not. I don't know. But you know, he goes through and says that to me. He's like, what's the lowest I can go that you would feel comfortable with? I was like, bro, just make 158 and like, we'll call, we'll call it good. You know, I'm like, half a pound off of that right now and he was like all right cool i think i'm at 158 i think i'll float it he disappears from the sauna so inevitably i'm happy because my opponent's not in the sauna with me because i don't i'm i get kind of like leave me alone i'm gonna try to kill you you know but uh but then he leaves uh i drop down to 158 show up on the scale 158 he shows up at 161 162 something like that and i was just like doesn't matter let's fight let's do this you know so it's it's funny it's awkward it's it's hey what's up you guys know me oh hey hi <laughs> i just talked to him. the star of the show here the star of the show oh oh yeah the superstar but yeah it was funny hey we we did what we needed to do uh kind of a lot of things go through your head when they switch up the opponent in like 24 hours but uh, we did what we had to do, and we got the W. 95 seconds. I see verbal victory. Uh, t- tell me how that 95 seconds played out. <laughs> it played out with I saw from across the cage that he didn't want to be in there, you know, and I could tell that he was going to break. Um, and in videos he has broken before. So, um, I know where my forte is and I kept it where my forte is and man, dude, I threw the hardest overhand, right? He ate it, uh, fell back. I was a dummy through flying knee, like got clinched up, fought off of that. And then I go overhand left hook combo, clipped him right on the chin. And then he dropped down to his knee. And at that point I was like, all right, this fight's over, but I thought I would have to like jump on him, you know, and like punch him a little bit. Referee pulled me out, you know, now he just tapped. So he didn't want to be in there, man. I mean, my power to him for jumping in on 24 notice, but I I'm another animal at 155 pounds and I'm excited. Man, that has to just be a confidence boost for how to have it all play out like that. Oh yeah. Make it easy. Make it simple. I had my loved ones in the uh, stands. So it was, it was fantastic to go out there, be healthy, um, have fun, get used to that environment again and do what we've been doing for six out of my seven wins, which is finish my opponent. And then before we got talking about the fight, actually, when you were talking about the simulated fight, I I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Only a select few have been behind that garage door into Brandon Gibson's laboratory. What is that like? Yeah, Brandon is an incredible mentor. He's an incredible person, and he is a friend, first and foremost. Um, He has so much wisdom and so much uh, talents holding pads and and talents with fight concepts and striking concepts. So to have him in my corner uh, is fantastic and to have him like there kind of, I don't know, able to mentor me as I go through this journey and as I go through this fun is really fantastic. So I really do feel the love from Brandon. Uh, that environment is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, like you said, he only takes people he feels comfortable with, he vibes with. So I'm glad to say that I vibe with them and, He's a, a great human being as well as a friend. What do you think makes that relationship or Brandon as a coach, his style kind of unique? Yeah, I mean, number one, he's done it at the highest level. 
you know, with multiple fighters. So when he goes through and he tells you these quirky little stories about how, you know, these superstars in your mind are scared or nervous or how they react before the fight, they're human, you know, and then that we can relate to that, you know, and that's a super powerful moment. Um, I also think that with him, he is so slick with his pad holding skills. And I have a, another slick person back at home that I used to hit pads with all the time. So the, the connection was there right away because I could do the things that he asked me to do very well. Um, and, and then you dive into these little intricate concepts, the high, low concepts, the, uh, circular linear concepts, the, um, explosive concepts, the chill concepts, the switch dance concepts. Not a lot of people can hold for those concepts. Uh, but he's one of those people that can, and I think he is, there's a reason why everybody wants to hit paths with him. You know, he's very talented in that aspect. We see the cool highlights, the mitt videos that you post. Uh, do you get giddy posting those like a little bit of laughter before you're throwing it out there? Like, oh yeah, that is cool. <laughs> yeah, actually this past one on Saturday, you know, like I'm light on weight and stuff like that. Um, I 170, you know, so my calories are down a little bit, uh, you know, you get a little bit tired. Uh, you, you peter out a little quicker, you know, this is just normal things that happen during fight week and whatnot. But, uh, but seeing like me do that combo, uh, your, I think it was a jab, uppercut, hook. It was something ridiculous, but it was so freaking fast that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm freaking ready. If I'm like this right now when I'm tired, exhausted, then guess what I'm going to be like next week when I go into my fight, you know? So it does get a little exciting, and it also shows that I, I am on a different level uh, than some people are, you know? And I'm at that level where I can fight with some of the best in the world, you know? And heading into Friday night, we get to see you taking on Miguel Jacob, I believe. I'm probably going to say that last name totally wrong, and it looks like Jacob. But, yeah, Miguel Jacob. Uh, toss about the fight, your expectations for the challenge ahead of you. Yeah, so good counter-striker, um, good stand-up. I think that's where he's going to want the whole entire fight to be. So I am going to have a lot of fun because if you want to play with my forte, then it's going to end poorly for you. Um, I fight with some of the best people here, the Steve Garcias, the Aaron Picos. Uh, you know, back in the day when Carlos was still doing it, I would train with Carlos. Like, there's people that we don't even know about yet. Aaron Mitchells, Aaron, uh, uh, Alex Cardenas. Like, there's so many people that are so talented, so good, all the Mongolians that come through here. So I know that I'm able to, like, strike with the best and strike with some of the best and, and sometimes outstrike the best strikers here at Jackson Wink. So if he thinks he's going to come in and have an easy fight standing, then it's he's mistaken. And we're not even talking about all the other things that I've been working on. So I got a bunch of cool things waiting for him. Right. So we're, we're only supposed to talk about you're just a, a one-dimensional striker, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's what people think of. That That's what it kind of – that's what the resume reads as. So you've been working, obviously, diligently to round everything out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get my butt kicked sometimes in here and wrestling practice um, and then sometimes succeeding, you know. Like these are things that young Josh Streaker would not have done. Young Josh Streaker would have uh, said, oh, I'll just keep it standing. Oh, I'll just work on, you know, this striking technique. Oh, I'll just, you know, older Josh Streaker is going through and 
becoming a well-rounded fighter. And we all know that the well-rounded fighter is one of the toughest people in the world to deal with. Like your Kamzats, your, I mean, even Jorge's underrated with his uh, wrestling defense, offense, and his jujitsu concepts too. Like these are people that we don't even view as that, you know, it's not the old school UFC. Whereas if you're a good striker, you can make it to the top. If you're a good jujitsu practitioner, you can submit everybody. It's, it's the new school UFC. So we got to be prepared for everything, every avenue. Cause I'm not looking at just being able to defeat Mike Miguel Jacob. I'm looking to defeat everybody at the 155 division. That's where I hold myself to. That's the level that I hold myself to. And that's the level that I'll be at. What are your feelings just overall? It sounds like there's a, a reinvigoration and a new excitement with this 55 journey. Yeah. So it's one of those cool things. Like, I mean, I, I was five and one as a one seven year. Um, and I was knocking out everybody, but one person I, I believe. Um, so there was this confidence that I couldn't be stopped and then bad decision. Uh, well, I got jabbed to death by a six four six five dude. So there's the concept of the 170 coming through, right? You can't get past his range. He's too tall for you. You know, like, so that sucked. And then you go through and you have your, uh, I thought it was a bogus decision. I lost that one. So now our record's sitting at uh, six and four, I believe, at that point. And then it was at that point where I was like, all right, cool. The name of the game is to switch it over to 155. Now I can be 1-0 at 155. Now I can be 2-0 at 155. Now I can be 3-0 at 155. And we just keep on climbing the ladder until we're at that point where we get notoriety. So this is my weight division. I would always drop two pounds probably. I'd be 172 fighting at 170, still knocking people out, still doing work. Um, we're not even talking about my amateur career as well at 170 as well. But, uh, but yeah, I feel really confident with this new weight cut. Like you said, reinvigorated, ready to go. I got the, the best people around me. The Mike Winklejohn in the world hit paths with Dan right now. Uh, the Greg Jackson, the Brandon Six-Gun Gibson, the Harry St. Ledger, my coach from back home, uh, Daniel Mulraney. Like, so I feel fantastic. I got a lot of people behind me, a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz. And uh, the buzz will come true on Friday, I'll tell you that much.